What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Flipside Podcast, Flipside for your ears. Uh, this is the quick hits edition where we go over one or two topics that'll get you through your commute, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, whatever you're doing. We appreciate any feedback, uh, reviewing, subscribe, download, like, whatever your platform, however you get your podcast. Please hit the like, hit subscribe, and uh, let's keep this thing rolling. Let's go. We talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Thank you for joining the Flipside Podcast. Thanks for making time for us today. We're going to recap the NBA, which wrapped up their game ones of round one. And let me just say that it's been it's been a long road. Um, a lot of a lot of flattening of curves and restarts and protocols and all of this to lead to the promised land, which is playoff basketball. Uh, the first first game we'll cover tonight was the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers out east, the four versus five matchup. Uh, the Miami Heat took down the Pacers 113 to 101. Uh, Miami was led by Jimmy Butler, who stuffed the stat sheet with 28 points, added four steals, and two blocks. Uh, the Pacers led by TJ Warren, who had 22 points on four of five, shooting from three point, eight rebounds, four steals as well. Uh, this this series seems like seems like it's going to be a seven game series. I really hope it is because these teams are these teams are competitive. They're fun to watch. Uh, Indiana brings a brings a more physical style of play, and Miami just shoots. They they move fast and they shoot they shoot a lot of threes and they shoot a lot of threes well. They were second in the league in three point percentage this year, and um, they they look dangerous. They're deep. They they can defend the perimeter and they can score from the perimeter. And Jimmy Butler is a big reason for it. Bam Adebayo and uh, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olynyk, all these guys are contributing and can contribute from the outside. And Indiana, obviously, uh, they're they're physical with Miles Turner and uh, savvy guards like Malcolm Brogdon. But the the onslaught that T.J. Warren has bestowed upon the league in this restart is is something to behold. Because I mean, we knew coming out. Coming out as a rookie, as a younger player, what he could do. He showed flashes of this in, in Phoenix where he'd, he'd go, go on scoring rampages, but nothing to this level, nothing this consistently, and nothing this efficiently. So uh, I look forward to watching watching some more of that series, and hopefully it, it, it drags out a bit because it's really fun to watch. Uh, out west, the Houston Rockets took down the Oklahoma City Thunder 123-108. to the Rockets led by James Harden's 37 points and 11 rebounds. He was 6 of 13 shooting from three. And uh, Oklahoma City was, got 29 out of Danilo Gallinari. And Chris Paul was one assist shy of a flat triple-double. 
between 2010 and 10, he finished with 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. This, to me, was a huge win for the Rockets. I mean, I know that they're they're favored to win this, and uh, that that they they have the better team on paper. But Oklahoma City's dangerous. Oklahoma City's been dangerous all year. Uh, it's leadership. It's Chris Paul. I mean, they they've been well coached. They're there's they're definitely the surprise of the of the season. Um, when Chris Paul got shipped over to Oklahoma City, you kind of thought that it was it was Oklahoma City dumping Russell Westbrook and going into full rebuild. But here they are as the five seed in the West. And the reason this was this was huge to me was uh, all along I thought that the Rockets were the most dangerous team. I mean, the, the a team that could really, really do some damage in these playoffs under these circumstances. And and that has a lot to do with this, – this being a huge win has a lot to do with the reason that we thought that Oklahoma City was – in full rebuild was Russell Westbrook and he's out. He's, he's dealing with a, uh, hamstring injury and, uh, for them to pull off a win, at least extending the series was huge because when, when Westbrook comes back, I think the Rockets are going to be a real problem because in the past, the Rockets have gotten criticism for being, for running out of gas and Harden and Westbrook or Harden and Chris Paul just play a lot of games. They play, all the games, they play as many minutes as they can, and come playoff time, they seem to run out of gas. Their their shots come up short. They seem flat. And now that they're rested, we get to see what the two super high-energy players in Harden and Westbrook can do in the playoffs. And uh, this game just ensures that it's one more game that the Rockets can hold on until Russell Westbrook can rejoin the team. So I love the fact that that the Rockets won this game. I like Oklahoma City, but um, I really want to see this, these Rockets at, at full strength because I think they can really do some damage. And then the two the two number one seeds were in action. We'll start with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee dropped one pretty handily to Orlando, the eight seed, 122-110. to 110. Orlando led by Nikola Vucevic, who scored 35 points and 10 rebounds and was 5 of 8 from the three-point line. Milwaukee, led by who else? Giannis, the league MVP, most likely. If people are sane, he's the league MVP. And he gave us 31, 17, and 7. And I'll jump back to that one. It ties into the next one. But the Lakers, the one seed in the West, took on the Portland Trailblazers, who are the eight seed. And the Blazers won that one 100-93. Damian Lillard scored 34 points on 6 of 13, shooting from 3. Hassan Whiteside added five blocks. It's a lot of blocks. But uh, for the Lakers, LeBron James, 20, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 16 assists. Uh, LeBron was the first player in NBA playoff history to have more than 20 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists in a game. Mind you, he did it with a gray beard in his 17th season. I mean, there's there's not a lot this guy can't do. He's he became the he leads the NBA in assists. I mean, he's played every position. He's he's an all timer. But uh, he needs help. Giannis needs help probably more than probably more than LeBron does. But uh, the Lakers were terrible outside LeBron James tonight. They they defended well. They they held Lillard and McCollum in check for the most part. 
in the early parts of the game, especially the first half. Um, but but they, they can defend the perimeter. And uh, while Portland seems to be a matchup issue, uh, they match up across the board pretty well with the Lakers, with the one exception being they have nobody that can stop LeBron. And a lot of people thought coming into this that it was Gary Trent was going to be the answer. And you watch him and you, you realize how much bigger than Gary Trent LeBron James is, and he can get to the hoop whenever he wants. Uh, this, this don't let this don't let this game fool you. This was an anomaly. I mean, Lillard hit a couple shots that were way deep, but that I mean that's just what he does. You can kind of expect it in going forward, but what you can't expect is for the Lakers to go five of thirty-two from three point. Five of thirty-two. That's fifteen percent. 15, that is atrocious. And they were 64% from the free throw line. So, and, and if you watch the game, it's not, it's not um, the Blazers forcing bad shots or contesting all the shots. They just couldn't knock down open looks. And, and you really expect from a team that shoots the ball pretty well from three to, to at least tick that up a notch and tick up the free throw shooting a notch to where they were during the season, which was 76-ish, uh, and that game's completely different. So outside LeBron, everybody was bad. AD had a good stat line, 28 points, 11 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, but he was 0 for 5 from the three-point line, 12 of 17 from free throw, and 8 of 24 from the field. 8 of 24. That's not the way to, to, to uh, pay tribute to Kobe's numbers. It's not. I, I get I get the sentiment AD, but not today, not now. Uh, the you you can expect going forward that that this is gonna this this is gonna turn in the Lakers' favor because I mean unless they have historically bad shooting nights uh, consistently, then the the Blazers are just outmatched. They are not deep enough to play with the Lakers. The Lakers aren't that deep of a team. But you really got to be able to rotate defenders, and, and it doesn't seem like they can find one that can stop LeBron. So look for look for the Lakers to pull away in this one. I think I think the Lakers have a better chance of pulling ahead than Milwaukee does, uh, because because if LeBron's helps number two steps up, he's one of the best players on the planet, and Anthony Davis. If Giannis's number two steps up. It's Chris Middleton, who is who's a, a good player. He's an all-star, but he's not Anthony Davis, and he's not he's not able to give you 40 and 12 like Anthony Davis can do on occasion. So uh, look for this one, to, this Lakers series, to swing back LA's way. Um, but Milwaukee, Milwaukee, I'm a little worried about. Orlando's a Orlando's a good team. They're a good defensive team. Vucevic is good. Markel Fultz is coming on. They they can shoot. Aaron Aaron Gordon and Terrence Ross and they got players out there. But uh, NBA playoffs should be fun. Uh, tonight we've got uh, a full slate again. This all day basketball I kind of love. But starting at 1:30 on NBA TV, the, the defending champion Toronto Raptors let's take a two nothing lead on the Brooklyn Nets. And then at four. There's, there's the one game at 1.30 that's on NBA TV, and then the, the following three are on TNT. The 4 o'clock game is Denver. We're trying to take a 2 nothing lead against Utah, uh, coming off the 
thrilling overtime game on Monday where uh, Jamal Murray scored 36, Donovan Mitchell sc- scored 57. Uh, Denver, Michael Porter Jr., that guy, that guy was a steal. I mean, he's the number one player coming out of high school. He's and he's he's really starting to look like it. And Denver was dangerous last year, and uh, once they get Gary Harris back to go with Porter, and they they they're all at full health, and Jokic just doing what he does. Denver's dangerous. Denver's a very very scary team. Uh, Utah is was without Mike Conley in Game One. Not sure if he'll be available for Game Two tonight. Uh, the third game is. Philadelphia, who tries to even the series against Boston, and two months ago I thought this series had upset alert written all over it, with Philadelphia being the sixth seed, Boston being the three seed. Uh, Boston's red hot, but with Ben Simmons going down to injury, it really, really hurts their chances because Boston's well coached. Jason Tatum's a monster, and Joel Embiid is now asked to be the alpha. And while he always talks and always thinks that he's the alpha, he he hasn't proved it on a consistent basis. A lot of good players in Philly without Ben Simmons, uh, Al Horford and Tobias Harris and players like that. But uh, I think I think Boston, even even though Gordon Hayward left last game with an ankle injury, it looks like he's going to be out for an extended amount of time. Uh, Boston still looks like they're just too much for Philly. And uh, the only thing Philly can do for Embiid really to to control his own narrative because he's kind of getting a a uh, soft narrative around him. Like he, he's not durable and he's he can't lead and he crumbles and all of that. This is a perfect time. He's, he doesn't have to win this series. He just has to make it competitive. Make make the Celtics worry a little bit and and we'll we'll have respect. But Embiid's stock is dropping. He he can't play a full season. He can barely play half a season and the game's going away from the big man. Even though he can stretch the floor a bit, he's still centers I mean look at the Rockets. Their their center's PJ Tucker. He's like Six six, and shoots from the corner. So, uh, Philly's in trouble, but I'd like to see him make it com- competitive for Embiid's sake and for entertainment's purposes. And then the nine o'clock matchup is the the my upset alert. This this one, the Dallas Mavericks take on the L.A. Clippers. The Clippers took a one one to nothing lead on Monday. Uh, it's it's, I mean, uh, if Porzingis keeps his head on his shoulders, the Dallas wins that game. Uh, Doncic is unreal. KP's unreal. This whole team can shoot. Uh, Kleba can shoot. Finney can shoot. Hardaway, Trey Burke, all these guys, and obviously a Curry, Seth Curry. They're they're deadly from from deep, and Doncic can pass. He can score, and. Uh, Dallas, Dallas is a really good team, and I think I think they're going to make a move in the off season because they've got the cap space. I think they're going to go get a free agent, whether it's Brandon Ingram or Fred Van Vliet, and I think they're going to be a, they're going to be a problem going forward. Uh, not a lot of news other than the games. Uh, Elvin Gentry got fired from the Pelicans, head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, which was just a stunner to me. Like the dude. The dude has a young young team. He's always been a good coach, and he got fired after his team didn't make the playoffs coming out of the bubble restart, and he didn't really have Zion for most of the season. He was out with injury to start. Uh, Brandon Ingram was a little dinged up, but they got they got a lot of youth on that team. 
Alonzo Ball, still a young player. Like I said, Zion's been on a minutes restriction since they came to the bubble, and uh, I really just think it was bad time. It was a bad look for Pelicans management. They they seem to be building something out there, and now they're going to change philosophies and do this, and, and I think I think they were headed for something good, and Elvin Gentry is one of the good guys, and I, I just think it was a mistake. But those guys get paid a lot of money to make those decisions, so I guess we'll see what happens. Thank you for tuning in to the Flipside Podcast, Flipside for your ears. Again, like, subscribe, download, leave a review, and uh, see you next time. Thank you.